0: Oh, oh, oh,
1: Welcome to your morning drip. I am your host, Ronan Rock. And uh, this is uh, nobody, but back there we got my main man, Samuel L. Jackson, doing his thing as Senor Love Daddy. Uh, That's a joke, but yeah. So uh, this morning we got a special guest coming into the building. But before we get into that, I just wanted to see, I wanted to say, (laughs) how y'all doing? How y'all living? Y'all living good? I hope you are. You know, this is going to be another fantastic episode of Your Morning Drip. Right now, sneaker week is going on. So we're going to be talking about sneaker week today. Last night was the Leafs and Laces event. Why why am I looking here when I can look here? It was the Leafs and Laces event, and it was amazing. I DJed. I also ended up being uh, one of the artists on board, on deck. And uh, it was a good time. Good times are had by all. But I do got to say with our, our our special guests coming in you 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 want to come over here and say come say hi to people Good morning grand Good rising, y'all. Ooh grand rising Grand rising I like I that I like So just so we live We live We live we live and going All right So, so we to, I me All right. Mess off the table, right Oh you good just, right. just just oh, look let me get my my own key. Yeah, you can just throw it on that chair, right? Where, wherever you want. Okay. But you. uh, yeah. So uh, last night, leaves and laces. Dope. Was a great time. Um. How 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 you how do you feel about it, Mister? Let let us know.
2: First of all, I appreciate everyone that showed up. I I definitely think it was successful. It was, yeah. I'm elated. That's the only word I can really think of.
1: Well, there there was a couple of things that happened in that last night, but we're gonna get into that later <laughs> on in the episode. Right now, we're gonna to talk to the living queen. Laquita. The, the goddess herself. <laughs> the one and only. Get look can we can we get a little drum roll with, with the crew? Laquita!
3: so funny. Yo, thank I'm just, you. Just I appreciate to... you. I appreciate you all. Appreciate our community Um today. Oh, oh, oh. Like oh. I, I'm going to introduce
1: you, so you got to keep it like one fist away from your mouth or else we can't hear you. All right. Yeah.
3: We gully? We gully. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for inviting me to chop it up with you this morning, mm-hmm. the first week of August, two thousand.
1: 21? Oh, you, you 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 doing it. So it you do we doing it. It it, it is officially August. was it? August 6th? That's right. August 6th, 2001. Mm-hmm. Living our best of best lives.
2: 2021. Not 2021. 2021. <laughs> Did I say 2021?
1: He 2001? said 2001. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm 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 sometimes a hot mess when we on this show, <laughs> but you know what? I used to do an event called Hot Mess, so I'll ah. take it. I ain't mad at it. So For the people who don't know who you are, that don't, you know, live in these Chinatown streets and know the the great work that you've been doing and all the the awesomeness that you've not only been providing for the black community, but the 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 houses community, the 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 mental uh, those with mental issues or mental illnesses that need support, you know, especially helping out. The brothers, and, and these days, <laughs> a lot of a lot of sisters, a lot of uh, women in general have been like, no, men have had their time. Yes. We need to sit up here, and I guess that's my first one of the day. We need to sit up here and be correct on this. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing Mike's having camera issues because he's...
3: He's down there.
1: He, he's flipping and flopping.
3: Alright, yeah, I want to look good, I want to look slim, but I'll, I'll <laughs> sip my water. <laughs>
1: so, so tell the people who you are. While, while she's telling, just put the camera on her and I'll get it all dialed in.
3: Yeah, my name is Laquita Lanford. Um, mm-hmm. I am your homie, your sister, your friend, a resident of Old Town, Chinatown. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Um, so, something I like to... Kick the mic off and say, "Just another day <laughs> living in our hood. Just another day around the way. I'm feeling good today. Yeah, hey. so morning I, voice. <laughs> I, I feel like that that should
1: be a new intro to the morning show. <laughs> the morning that morning was show. kind of fire. Yes.
3: So yeah, y'all. Um, as Rome mentioned about a, a lot of the work that I've been doing um, over the years in Portland. Um, not a native, born and raised here. However, I've, is? I know and I and I don't really like to subscribe to like being a transplant. But when I looked up the definition, transplant mm-hmm. is to to make something better or to like, you know, when you need a transplant, for oh. your heart. So it's like I feel that I'm a contributor to what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I've lived in I've lived um, in Portland since I've been introduced to Portland since the 90s uh before there was many conversations that were having today about racism, uh displacement, gentrification. Uh when I moved to Portland back then it was September. Uh when did Pac pass? Oh, Ninety six. So it was around it was around that time. It's that time. Yeah. Um and I was just moving back to the United States. I was living in Central America with my grandmother my father's uh, mother. World travel? World traveler, Belize, in a house. Okay, okay. House. So I just have a perspective, you know, just a global perspective on things. Coming back to Portland in 2014 during that snowstorm, it was like, whoa, you know, it's a little different. Um, but I also, like, was was sparked up a little bit because it wasn't the same Portland that it was when I left mm-hmm. in 20. 20- 2005 yeah and so um it was way different it was way different yeah like i lived literally it's crazy and the reason why y'all see me a lot because in my 20s you know there was none of these things happening but i lived i'm always gonna say i lived on fifth and davis Mm -hmm. right when um red lion bakery was down here uh i saw open a space bar okay yeah come through uh that used to be a Uh, labor uh, a labor-ready spot so i have a connection with portland like Uh, a a, like a real strong connection
1: that was like back in the days of 360 vinyl yo you you out there in 360 yo remember same underneath
3: yo (laughs) let's make it happen (laughs) trying to find community right coming from a different place and the one thing that i you know being a teenager being someone you know just you, you you now you're you're in your world, right? It's like your our parents tell us, "Oh, you're eighteen, you're an adult, but I didn't really know what that meant, but I had to step up being be an adult yeah um and so through my through my journey in life and my own personal experiences um health wise spiritual wise development um at the time, Portland just seemed like a really good fit to to come back and you know reconnect
1: it It feels like it's a thing for. It's like two types of Portlanders. Mm -hmm. The Portlanders that... And I'm talking both about the ones that move away. It's the the ones that move away that feel like they're big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to do great things. It's gonna be amazing. And then they go out into the world and they're like, maybe Portland wasn't that bad. Maybe Portland wasn't that bad. <laughs> ah, this is a little bit more than I thought. Maybe I do like everybody coming up and talking to me. Yeah, These people aren't as friendly. But then you have the other Portlanders that go out there and they, they flourish. They're yes. like, hey, I've taken all these things on. Some of my, my mental roadblocks of things that I thought was happening in the city aren't as important or aren't as big Everywhere else, yeah, and it, and it's things to quickly get over. But both of those people, when they come back, I think that there's a difference of, all right, I saw what I was able to do here, mm-hmm. how I was able to go do it out there, mm-hmm. and now I know how I really want to do it when I bring it back.
3: Absolutely, and that was that was that was like my my take on it in 2005, from there being a night scene, um, in Portland in the hip hop scene, very you know very very micro like again the moving here being in a cultural environment being from LA right but didn't grow grow in LA but when you know would go back to LA if I wanted my family is there and Mm -hmm. our culture is there so that was a little bit of a disconnect for me from when I first came to Portland and then when I decided to move like Around that time in that era, like I worked at Nike in the early 2000s. So my love for sneakers and culture, um, it goes way back. You know, I'm not going to age myself, but I'm going to age myself because (laughs) I feel good to, you know, be in the space that I am right now Mm -hmm. um, with all of the things that we've been through in black America.
1: I got I got to ask you real quick. What did you do at Nike? Because we we've had some Nike yeah. alums already. You know, Emb and at Nike and everything else. Yeah. What what were you doing at Nike?
3: So, um, I worked as they had this department called Consumer Affairs, mm-hmm. and so. It um, sounds like a uh, I know uh, <laughs> right Like a really like Consumer affairs It but sounds it like an
1: SVU Or something like that On TV But it was, what, a what total, was it, it about was customer service But okay. it was
3: just like A different customer service Because you worked at Nike mm-hmm. And um, that was a shock to me When I first moved here too Just the first time That I saw the swoosh Downtown like Geographically I didn't know where, where Nike where it Was Nike That was, it, it was in Oregon mm-hmm. So my first First time applying for Nike Was at the Nike Town Portland store mm-hmm. Got that letter said Oh sorry you don't qualify this time, and then like couple of years later, I've had a friend. See, so it's all about who you know. Hooked me up, gave me some information, helped me out with my resume, and then I had an interview. I had another interview. I had three interviews. First time I had a panel interview. Um, a panel panel interview. And I I remember saying to them, you know, please don't send me that card in the mail saying that I didn't get the job. And when I did get a, when I did get something in the mail it was like, congratulations, you have been accepted to work at Nike. So that was really good. But the department was like, if you had issues or, or questions about product, you can call that 1-800 number. Okay. So it's uh the inspection of warehouses in Wilsonville. So if you have an issue with your, at the time Air Max's was big. Mm-hmm. Retros were just coming into play. So we would get a lot of questions about the Jordans. And that was the era, teenage years when I was in Central America, when, We would sit back and watch, you know, the whole community would be looking forward to a night with Michael Jordan. So to actually uh, be in that position and then be offered to be the brand Jordan liaison at the time, 23 years old. So it was good. It was good. You know, so my whole cubicle was all Nike and anything questions that the department had. They call me Q. Mm -hmm. So I called it Q-tips. So. Q-tips, what we, you need. We, Q-tips.
1: We, we, I, I mean, this show is getting longer and longer by like the day. We might have to make a segment called Q-tips.
3: But yeah, to go oh, how, how to
1: survive in Chinatown. How Q-tips.
3: To survive, how to survive in Chinatown. But to go back to the mission. With well, all that to say, um, I've had you know different experiences here and coming back. I was also houseless. You know, I would say when we say houseless or homeless, we know the term homeless. Um, we you think you know, you're not doing good in life or mm-hmm. something happened or you're not being responsible. But as we've seen, you know, America change with two presidents in the last 10, 15 years, a recession, um, we don't really realize that we didn't bounce back from the 2007, 2009 into Obama's president presidency um, of a recession in our day and age.
1: So it's a weird thing because people will say— when someone ends up houseless or someone ends up homeless however you want to put it mm-hmm. um, that that they're like they're irresponsible, but when we look at some of the great business leaders mm-hmm. and we hear about the risks that they took, it's just with other people's money mm-hmm. and it when you are an entrepreneur or you're trying to be a business owner or you're trying to make these moves and you're not well versed in the language of money or mm-hmm. or how to how to multiply your dividends within situations, this happens.
3: Well, yeah, that and being black. Especially being black. <laughs> Especially being black. You, right.
1: You'll get you get told like, oh no, you yep. saw you, you you dotted all your I's, you crossed all your Ts, yep. everything's looking good. You put that check, you put your life savings, you're like, No, we're good. The plan is solid. Everything's great. And then it's like,
3: oh, you were black? Yeah. And, like, my name is Laquita, right? So my name just coming here, also just to say go back, rewind back on the Nike tip, um, I never thought I would get that job, you know, because mm-hmm. of my name at the time. But if it hadn't been for someone that have at, had advocated for me or shared my resume directly, I probably just would have been another, another applicant.
1: And I, I resonate with that so well because I know that, my 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 government, yeah. My government, my government is Kevin, yeah. And uh, soon soon to be changed, mm-hmm. soon to be changed. But my my government is Kevin, and I remember getting interviewed as as a youngin, and having to deal with the whole entire like, oh you're black,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You, mm-hmm. your your first and last does not show that, and the mm-hmm. jobs that you're going for are not typical black jobs, yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, mm-hmm. here here I am. It's it's now. Weird though, because we live in this like double edged sword age where we're still segregated from what we should be able to fulfill in the job employment ranks. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're like, oh, being a minority or being POC is sexy. Yeah. Let's, we need to, we need to get more of these in. So, yeah. So we can brag about. Yeah. Like, but
3: then that becomes tokenism, right? Then that becomes a, a, we we know about tokenism. We know about about, the movie night. The movie (laughs) night, right? We were both called token by this random person coming by but um yeah and and within that time of that recession and leaving and leaving portland i didn't leave because it was a bad thing again you you're young you want to explore the you want to explore your yourself and and just places and so i went to la i have some family down there i didn't i kind of spent the summer there um i ended up in las vegas um and then Vegas, I was there for a few months. I got a job at the Nike Town Las Vegas store. Became a store manager there. Um, so because of my experience, right, like this journey that you, this this life, you know, it's, it's magical. And sometimes you don't know... Where you're gonna land, or mm-hmm. who's gonna open that door, as we're talking about. So from that experience of there, I was able to, you know, it, and I didn't, I didn't go to Las Vegas because I had an opportunity there. I was just all random. So, mm. but I had experience from Portland. I had experience from Oregon, getting up getting my first apartment. You know, there was some things. It was much more milder than it is today, and so. I had that job there. That was around 2006 when we went to All Star. When they had the big All Star in Las Vegas, I was there. It was super hype, and the people from Las you, Vegas. You still, had a, you had an All Star weekend. Oh yeah, I had a, a phenomenal All Star weekend. <laughs> okay. And the kids there. When I mentioned that I worked at Nike, they didn't believe me. But when they when the big players came through, mm. and people was like, "Q, you in Vegas?" It was just like, "Whoa!" So an impression that you make on people is a really good impression no matter what it is that it that you know whatever taste you leave in somebody else's mouth right try that to be one of the best tastes that sweet or bitter yeah Um,
1: it's sometimes hard not to burn bridges Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's even harder for black people to not to want to because it it, especially when you get done wrong or you feel like something isn't correct having those moments of being like do i call this out yeah do i have a conversation i I recently Mm -hmm. recently had to had to have this moment. And I, I won't, I won't air him out. I won't air him out. This, this is your camera. That's okay, my camera okay. over there. He so him I won't, out. <laughs> I won't air it out. But uh, I, I had issues with a, a venue that I worked at, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. talked to instead of talking to the big boss, I, I talked to uh, the booker that I, I was connected with, and I was like, "Yo, these are where you did wrong. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I kind of feel like it was racist." This is where I kind of feel like it was just blatantly out of hand. Mm-hmm. These are the situations. And the person tried to cry on the phone with me. Mm. Tried to give me the 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 white guilt mm-hmm. tears. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, it it isn't. And I was like, I don't, please do not cry. This yeah. is not, this is not what this for. But when
3: Accountability.
1: But later on, you know, after after this pandemic has miled down, I was just like, hey, I don't want. My residency's back. I don't want anything from you. Mm-hmm. All I want is for us to have a chance to talk and mm-hmm. clear the air because I shouldn't have had the conversation with her. I should have had the conversation with y'all. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and first, I didn't get a respond back. Sent another email, like, "Hey, just making sure you got this."
3: And when you can advocate for yourself, makes a makes a huge difference. Um, again, going back as being a. a a minority, a black woman, a black person, and being able to do that in this day and age, and someone actually taking you, taking your words uh, seriously, and so it's you know mental health, right? We're, we're 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 talking in relation to all that we are.
1: Ooh, that was a car accident outside.
3: <laughs> I, I heard that that bang. It was
1: a screech and a bang. Um, Possibly the re- other direction. Re- really quick, just to finish that up, it was uh, so basically all it ended up with and being was them being like, "Hey, we would love to have a conversation with you, but if it's about this, then we don't we won't really want to have a conversation mm-hmm. about that." And, I, and that turns into me when you call someone out for being racist or, or, or having discriminatory discriminatory practices that are ill-fitting with today's times,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and you say something to them. People realize that when someone calls you racist, the answer isn't, I'm not racist. The answer is, how am I being racist? Mm. Let me understand this. Mm-hmm. And then move forward with it. It's not like I'm calling you the B word or I'm I'm calling you out your name. I'm saying that you're doing some kind of harm to me and you're doing that by a visual stereotype. Mm-hmm. So let's just recognize it. Yep. All right. I mm-hmm. really... Yeah. I really, really want people to know the work that you're doing. All right. We we talked about the work that you did in the past. What is the what's yeah. the work you doing right now?
3: The work, yeah that that leads up to that leads up to my own like you know experiences with with like I said moving back to Portland and being a bit of a changed city at the time um, and deeply like looking for an apartment to live for like six months, which was like wild to me. Um, for what I can afford from what I remember, mm-hmm. and so, as I was buzzing around, Portland
1: rent's gotten insane, oh
3: no, it's I was paying five twenty five <laughs> I mean, I remember when my sister was on off of Burnside by Fred Myers paying mm-hmm. like three thirty five for a studio apartment, vintage, hardwood floors. so I left from here with that kind of snoozy, like, you don't have amenities, mm-hmm. Where's my dishwasher, right? and yeah. like, I'm in other places like this is just way too much, and that you know, so that led to me kind of getting could reconnected with Portland mm-hmm. uh, reconnected with friends, but also couldn't find. So the numbers, right. And mm-hmm. the time, the era that I lived, folks would say, Oh, the hood, meaning Northeast Portland. So I would be and in the they,
1: hood. They moved us all out and of so there. They
3: moved everyone out. <laughs> and so that's what I heard. Like, and saw that, like, immediately within the first three weeks, I'm just like, whoa, you know, like, sh- there's a lot of change, but didn't really know because I felt like I was speaking from from the grave whenever I would call friends, and they would be like, yeah, you don't want to come back to Portland. I'm like, why? Like, I love Portland. Let so that was that.
1: Let me ask you. So I have this weird theory about how Portland gentrifies neighborhoods. Mm. So I always feel that it's like a black neighborhood, and then, you know, someone will buy buy one place or is renting one place already out to a black family whatever it may be but then they start to move artisan mm. and they make artist housing and then they start to do the amenities that artists need like mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden you're gonna get a laundromat mm-hmm. like a not not the hood one right we're, we're gonna get in. and shout out to the homies that spend no no diss to you anthony i love you guys <laughs> um but it, it'll be like it. we're gonna start moving in different coffee shops we're gonna mm-hmm. start moving in little boutiques and those things are coming in the neighborhood and all of a sudden you you lose little parts of the mom and pops and then a couple more houses start coming up in apartments within the area and then you look down well urban
3: you... renewal right urban renewal i hear I hear that, so much about, good and bad about urban renewal but yeah. let's let's talk about like urban renewal in in Portland and Mm. like the history of Portland and the redlining and the intent around that. So that was what I was back, you know, uh, getting caught up on and like where, when I would travel because I wasn't from here and I was still pretty young, it would be like, oh, what are you doing in Portland? Or what are you doing in Oregon? There's no black people in Portland. There's no black people in Oregon. And I like sincerely didn't know what that really meant because Mm. of the, you know, like, again... Born in L.A., living in the Caribbean, living in other places up until that time. So this got that me. That sounds so amazing, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It got me caught up, and that's where the journey led to, you know. Um, but one thing also on a personal note, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2010. At the time, I was working in the shipyard in San Diego. And so my health, and a little bit before that, I was already starting to, like, retap into, like, my roots of, like, different herbal remedies Mm -hmm. and Dr. Sebi was like I was just like oh my god like I all of these these things that are not for us this is the reason naturally right mentally Mm -hmm. and so I went through that awakening in 2010-2011 for myself and and again like moving to where at the time in San Diego then I went to Belize after 17 years and reconnected with the land so I knew immediately that it had to do with my environment. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was multiple sclerosis because I didn't know what that meant on a, on a, on that level but it was going back to a calmer place being in America all this fast and furious of doing these things and so I was able to slow down and sit with the elders sit with my grandmother and get the food that is for my DNA yeah. is for our people from the diaspora and yeah. that was a healing I stayed for 6 months I traveled to Guatemala different you know my the ruins this was like in nature and so when it was time to come back my parents really supported me while i was there i opened up a little storefront like my i I was popular in my community back then always doing something you're still popular in your community well i was you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm a sag so wherever okay. I go I like to start some stuff yeah. so I was and I they folks hadn't seen me so I was like start you know getting into our farming so when I moved back to well, came back to Portland it was about like growing food mm-hmm. so I started off like being curious about like us growing our own food because of my own health conditions yeah. and so I worked um, I heard some folks you know it was a lot of great positive things about the black community as far as like being conscious about that and um did some uh actually got connected with the Urban League of Portland mm-hmm. and volunteered or just spreaded my time thin or whatever I can do with Community Cycling Center, uh, Urban League of Portland. So a lot of these are now my partners and just me being curious about and trying to find ways that black folks from the diaspora that we can get connected to the things that they said that were not houselessness and homelessness you know i wasn't homeless for a while but when i immediately saw the people on the street it really touched me because it wasn't it wasn't the place that i left and i wanted to figure out the solutions of why so i moved in chinatown on nato parkway um, and i've seen this community change in eight years this is my eighth summer here so next february will be mark eight years that i've actually been back in portland okay. and so through this journey Um, that I've been on with my own self and advocate, that's where the independency and the sort of advocacy evolved in community engagement because they're using these big words that I was curious about gentrification and Mm -hmm. seeing different things, but then I actually had a meaning behind it. And so that led me on all these different spaces to uh, when I did work at, I was offered a position with uh, Urbanly to be a housing in outreach. Mm-hmm. And when down just around the corner here, uh, Right to Dream was on the corner. Yep. But when I left from Portland, that was a bookstore, an adult bookstore. Or wait, something.
1: wait, no, no, no that that was the Paris Theater.
3: No, right here on the corner here. Right there was around that the was a mm-hmm. that was a bookstore too. That ah. was, was Club Dougals and like this whole street. I Shanghai mm-hmm. so completely different time Mm -hmm. right you knew people and if you were you knew people and people knew you and -hmm. it was a different kind of feel so that's what i was catching up on it took me that 10 years that i had moved away caught up on that and then that that accumulated and evolved to the afro village Mm -hmm. of like just thinking of hearing all these disparities and impacts it first started like green in our hood i go back to president obama that's behind you mm-hmm. right? shout, shout
1: t- out to barry it was his birthday just uh <laughs> last episode yeah. yes
3: and he um doing his presidency and champion out there
4: mm-hmm. i uh, just gotta oh, do oh, the call numbers hold
1: y'all. hold on one second i like how y'all went so crazy and jumped up uh that's a missa, can can you can you hit us with the call letters
4: one time you got this you want to do it missa yeah.
3: What
4: are we doing? I got to do the call letters for the the radio station. You're listening to KNUM 96.7 FM, streaming online everywhere at thenumbers.fm.
1: The numbers. The numbers. (laughs) I I love that we have, uh, before we could have a clear and concise hip-hop station in Portland that actually had long-standing legs and hosts that they would keep. Mm -hmm. Nod, nod hint, hint, mm-hmm. I'm happy that the numbers was able to come out and and make that. I, I will say one thing, though, and I know our sister stations, X-Ray, I, I ain't got nothing bad to say about X-Ray, mm-hmm. but I do love how Portland came out and raised funds and made that so much into a thing, and in the – I will call it the heiress last summer of George. It's a couple of years in for the numbers. Mm-hmm. Still, what it took for people to recognize that this was a needed thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the numbers not being a hip-hop station, it just being a black radio station. So all our, our, our vastness within it not to be stereotyped to only one thing. So I, I do find it interesting. I do find it funny. But mm-hmm. I think that goes back to what... You're saying about making a village that mm-hmm. the numbers definitely was a needed thing. Mm-hmm. And I think what it's going to involve, was going to involve into, is probably going to be one of the most successful radio stations that Portland's probably ever oh, seen. Oh, absolutely. Because,
3: yeah, when I moved here, it was, I don't, yeah. It, all they played was no diggity no doubt do you, do you remember <laughs> oh, be- play on play of do, do you remember
1: before they did the old version of "Jam" in 95 yes yes, b- yes When there was just z100 z100
3: that's there- that, right there we go and so i was here the era of uh jamming 95 mm. and in 95 and at the time before the nike job i was working at um up at the up on the hill at the hospital and for four months y'all for four months They only play repeated songs with, no, they were getting, it was like the same songs rotating for hours. And so then they They started bringing (laughs) their personal people. Ebro. Ebro, yeah. Ebro came through, and Ebro actually, you know, uplifted, like talking about the numbers. Mm -hmm. And today he was a person that actually put some personal touch of culture there Mm -hmm. and brought all sorts of people. We had Love Jones. That's where Love Jones at the OM was, you know. So it was some good times. But it also was, you know, you – more could have been like I was looking for that but so the things yeah. that I'm, in, I'm involved in today was like they're 20 it's 20 years later mm-hmm. um which is cool with that maturity so thinking about our environment And environmental racism and places that we could not have lived and where we and where we live at now and the things that we see on the streets today. Again, when we talk about when I talk about or refer to a village, it is community. We've heard that saying that African proverbs that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to thrive, maybe not equally, but put 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 thrive, Mm -hmm. it's it takes you know, it takes all of us to come together. And so I really appreciate you know our growing friendship and relationship, and colleagues, and Michael and Melissa and Ian, and they, like this has really like y'all keep me like I keep I'm able to. Melissa, oh, you
1: okay. good? You good? She's.
4: she's. Okay. Letting me know that something is going down. Too. It's going down. Yeah, we're just calling something out to Kevin. Everything's cool. Don't mean to interrupt yeah. you.
3: But yeah, that just, that village, and then going back home that last time in Belize and people at back home being like, Laquita, you know, in our accent and all this stuff, and, you know, me going to the our farmer's market, getting vegetables and taking it to the elders so I, I can hear stories.
1: I'm, I'm loving that the the farmer's market that are going on right now are becoming more and more black. I yes. don't know what... what prompted this or made this art being a thing but i think it's dope What are some all right i know you wear a lot of hats
3: i wear a lot of hats. what what are some of the hats you're wearing right now so the hats that i'm wearing right now is i'm the founder of the afro village pdx project mm-hmm. i say it as a as a being a project because it's a lot of research and development that i've still been working on to uh, have this this movement um, so started off with that tiny home community that okay. I've worked with uh, Portland State University to help flush that out and develop that from my work from Ur- Urban League of Portland, and then I decided to go solo because I felt like there was a lot of gaps in in the system in our community that the places that I were I didn't feel like I was getting heard, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to try to like uh, make myself fit into somebody else's mission. So I created and have been in development. So afro village pdx uh last year you know we all know covid shut it down and we were you know did know uncertainty but what i saw in my community or in old town was a need so the summer before i was already on the hype of like yo we need more bathrooms we need safe places just seeing people out here having just some breakdowns and women on the streets of like not being able to you know have that support so i was calling my little concept uh old town fresh so Old Town Fresh uh, evolved into the Max Train competition okay. last summer, uh, which was all the work that I was doing in relation to, like I said, food justice, these words, and mm-hmm. hygiene and sanitation and therapy. So the Max Train, uh, we got, we, myself and our partner with Martha Patini who many people will meet this afternoon, uh, later on this evening, at our first Uh, Afro Village Block Party. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So this is a celebration because you know I just jumped in while everybody else was doing. I was down protesting as well. Mm -hmm. Like on the first day I was like, you know, this is not, like we can't do this. But the emergency for black people, for brown people, there was an emergency from 2018 before uh, Oh Boy became the President of the United States of America. So going through that and collo- accumulating. I had masks, all sorts of PPE and things just like saving up for that rainy day. Mm-hmm. And so when it when it came through, I was uh, used to go to Floyd's Coffee Shop a lot. Okay. And the owner uh, called me actually and was like, hey Q, you can use the space for whatever you need to use it for. So from tw- 2019, I had all communities, boards of alternative shelter from the students that I worked with and Uh, collaborated with so I highlighted the stuff that they were doing so people can see a different angle of homelessness like you know we can make this can work for everyone right if we just really put our resources and strategize to to, to do that so I had multiple people coming through yeah and then we did pop-up showers for folks I just you know like we couldn't get anything right so I went on Amazon and I got a stimulus check the one stimulus check y'all (laughs) (laughs) the one the one (laughs) the one Um, didn't know i was gonna get that stimulus chest and i took that and i flipped it and i flipped it for the the things that i needed yo yeah yeah get get (laughs) your roses
1: it's it's a funny thing because and i want to hear your perspective on this um how we have gone so long with the the government and the world at large saying yo we can't do uh we can't pay reparations. Mm-hmm. We can't have universal health care. We can't have any of these things. Our system isn't built for it. It will go under, it will destroy us. But yet in this pandemic, mm-hmm. when white people mm-hmm. were at risk, all of a sudden all these programs were opened up. Opened up where we had the 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 moratorium on rent. Mm-hmm. Hey, now no one's gonna be kicked out of their houses. Right. Where if you you didn't have health care. Obama kind of saw that. Trump messed it up again. And mm-hmm. then within the pandemic, we got it back. Yep. And and then it's like
3: we have got to increase like so much. And Oregon, you know, the advocacy that happens here that don't happen in other states. Right. Mm-hmm. Like are even with just like, you know, EBT or food stamps or, or things like that. Like it has increased it. So there's so many wins. But because of like you said. Who it who who who, who really it, affects? Who does it really affect? Right, and it can't be poor white people. Yeah, it's,
1: it's got to be middle class Becky that's gonna go bark at us at the at the barbecue. All of a sudden, if her house becomes threatened, yeah. she doesn't know how she's gonna get her kids to something. All of a sudden, then they want to do stuff. Yep, and that's why I think it's kind of beautiful within the work that you're doing. That it makes it into, I know, the I people know. people looking outside yeah. like it's good morning, it's America. Good morning. I it's know, like, right? What? Like, they're like, what's going on? How did these, them? got black faces <laughs> on the wall and black people on the mics? What are you telling me that the, the white people are behind the TV monitors making yes. sure they look good? I'm like, sometimes it be like that. Yeah, sometimes it be like and that. And it ain't bad when it is. No, not at all. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's refreshing to me that we're now seeing, because basically they can't step back from this. It's Mm -hmm. like you did it. You were able to do it. You found the funds. You figured it out. Now, we know we can tax the people that aren't being taxed, Mm -hmm. give a break to some of the people that have been overtaxed in multiple ways, Mm -hmm. and we can do this, Mm -hmm. and we can make a better society, and everybody would be better
3: for it. And also, like, I don't know, a a lot of people maybe, you know, again, there were calls that if you were involved, just community, politically, like, you kind of got like I got multiple emails like I was on things from day one Mm -hmm. all I was I was able to just like take a week like not even off get myself together because then what we're on zoom calls right like it didn't stop it didn't stop for me so
1: we started to do the government work without the government
3: without the government
1: it's like oh yo people need eye care bam we're gonna make something to get everyone eye care people need uh women need uh, feminine hygiene products got it people need housing Got it. Right. We, we, can, we started figuring out stuff, even with the aid that was supposed to be coming from the government. We just took that money, mm-hmm. and everybody funneled it into a pot to help out people. Now, some people did take advantage of that. We ain't going to speak on that. We ain't going to speak on that. But we were able to come together as a community. I have this to ask you.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. a lot of people talked about this, and we really didn't get to it uh, in the protest. It never became a focal point. Everybody was kind of waiting for the black community to take charge. Mm -hmm. And I talked with some of our elders Mm -hmm. and they were like, it's going to get co-opted and they're going to make it to be about everything but about what it needs to be about. Breathe in. I know that you took a crucial role in that and we had a lot of these orgs Mm -hmm. pretend like they were going to take more of a role in that. And I feel like a lot of them more so took the clout, Mm-hmm. but didn't do the work.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to those those calls, right? Those Zoom calls. Well, now you can... Have meetings about meetings? You can have meetings about meetings. It's like, it's 100 people. I remember the first call with the mayor and... BIPOC groups and all these for what are you going to do for the black community? What are you going to do for the most marginalized communities of, of of Portland and Multnomah County? And so many people were on those calls, right? So like you know, we got glossy. We set sh- we we set up our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we showed up on these calls <laughs> and uh, we spoke. But after George Floyd was murdered, cold blooded in the streets, mm-hmm. um, there was just like I had no I had no time to talk about anything else because i had been talking to for two years already mm-hmm. before that in response to emergency and what we needed so for what little bit i did have i opened up that shop and i got a chance to like organize with people i thought mm-hmm. that i would be able to because people were sheltered we already know down here like it was a ghost town so things start to win it's started moving just a little bit, the people who most people came downtown because of the services, but when they couldn't get their medications, Mm -hmm. when they couldn't talk to their caseworkers or if they were set up, you know, that affected what we see a year and a half later because people were getting some sort of support. It also opened up a huge door for other Oregonians to move into Portland or other Mm -hmm. people to come through. And what we see is, it's not the, the, same houseless people or homeless people that we saw three years ago because there's a point they got this point in time that they do every year which means they go out and count how many homeless people are out there if they would have taken care of that problem or those situations before we would not have the the impact and the the growth of homeless people on intense right now because these are new people these are not all the same people
1: yes how, so how did it turn into us looking, like, especially in, within the protests, how did it go from us looking at uh, the black community at large, helping them, realizing the treatment of them, to then us going to every other marginalized racial or sexual orientation group, then to being, like, solely, hey, we need to take care of the houses community. It it was, it was that transference, and I'm not saying that any of these pl- people didn't deserve light or spotlight or the mm-hmm. situation to be recognized. It was just, how did we get from point A to point B? And it mm-hmm. was it was lightning fast because it was from I would say by May, it started in you know, May by by by
3: because people July? were the thing is people were already talking and had already had their. You know, politically, we got one mayor and we have, what, four council folks? And we had one passed away at the beginning of the year, uh, Commissioner Nick Fish, who if he was, for me, if he was still hanging on, um, it would have been different. It's just certain people who would have made different decisions than the people who are currently in, in office. And we also were, you know, <coughs> <up against> Ryan. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely. <laughs> we also were, you know, that transition of President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um. so many elements us having our local in all cities and states having their local government and so we're like again one of those states that are more active in government than other people are so I'm not well because I have my experience here and I know what I was able to make mm-hmm. a call and what commissioners and people I have access to on my phone that I was able to call and say look this is happening right in my neighborhood. Like, I need you to get here and do something because you are responsible for the, res- the responsibility and, again, the accountability, if we vote someone in or if we support that person to up until one point, we don't stop doing that.
1: So are you saying that because our elected officials were unable to handle their responsibilities correctly that each one of these segments – it was like well, yeah, black people been going through this, but y'all ain't even fixed the thing within the LGBT community, and they've been getting all the things that they needed to be-
3: then people had time on their hands to sit home, and you know we were not busy, so yeah. people were making groups and utilizing this technology, and you know now, like everyone's in fear, there's mm-hmm. a fear it became a fear mechanism, it's mm-hmm. like how am i gonna how am I gonna survive you know so we for me, it was just like I couldn't really kind of spread myself with everything but to focus on from 2019, 2020, and then doing the Afro Village because those camps that there's three camps that were being that were not put in place. One we see by the Greyhound bus station. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people who reached out to me from Sisters of the Road and from Street Roots. Right. They have a different activism. Had than I feel that I do for my people, mm-hmm. but I was called in and was asked if I wanted to manage this, or then I just I wasn't ready for that because I knew it was going to be chaos and it was going to be confusion and it wasn't going to be about what I am about. So I stepped back and I just let the stuff just roll out. It what, did my thing.
1: What, what what I what I feel like I'm hearing from you is mm-hmm. we need more black women managing more projects. We do, and I I really feel like it's a thing that because. Just the way that you've been wording and talking about these subjects and the, the, the passion that I hear within you about it. It's the character that is inherently in every black woman that makes it so they can be nurturing. They can they can be on, on top of because we know black women have been raised in single families for 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 generations.
3: Right. We're the bookkeeper. We're the managers for every single thing in the household. Uh, and that's that was the response. You know, I had yeah. to be there for everyone when I was focusing and working on myself. But I took that first 21 days and mm-hmm. I did calm down, get my nervous system together, get myself together. And when I was ready to go out there, not knowing like with COVID, that if we like we couldn't do this last year, no. we couldn't have this. So this conversation as close as we are. So like just having to protect myself with the autoimmune disease, We right? almost might
1: we almost can't have it now. I mean, the, the you know, Delta
3: Coke. Truth be told so
1: Delta Airlines flying over all of us messing us up
3: but you made a really great point and I appreciate that because if more black women were able it's not even if we were able to um you know and not
1: if the opportunities weren't shut down
3: exactly and like and black in Portland means something different than black in la black in Chicago black in New York and so I'm a black woman
0: mm-hmm.
3: my mother's black my father's black we're from the diaspora So I don't have anything to compare myself to or to feel confused about my identity in this body. Mm -hmm. And that was the response. The Afro Village and rolling it out was about the healing. Because if we're not, we're not focusing on our... And while you said you brought up a point about black men, how I, you know, like me supporting the black man because my father, regardless of what type of father I had or my brothers, you know, it's still holding them accountable. So when I hear certain things about black men in the community and I don't have those experience with it, I'm I'm going to call it BS. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and ride the wave and just be like, oh yeah, because he did this, that and the other. No, let me get to know if I've known you, I'm not going to say that it's, it's not true, but let me like, let's just be realistic about a lot of things that people are have demonized and you know the black man
1: we we live in a society now that condemns stereotyping but loves to at the same time re-stereotype uh communities or people under different lenses so what i mean by that is like hey, we're not going to sit up here and say that black people are lazy or anything else like that, but we will say that black women need to recognize that black men ain't ish. Mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. men, the black men uh, have destroyed the, the modern black family or whatever else, and mm-hmm. look at all these examples and everything else. And it's like, I, and I, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, if you are black and you are not crazy, <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <laughs> so, so I, I I I love that in the sense of like, yo, let's get rid of these black stereotypes that we're putting upon ourselves that Absolutely. they aren't coming from the white people. let mm-hmm. Let's let's get rid of those and I think that you doing this, which I'm I'm going I'm going to hold up right now. Yes. You you not how I kept it all. Nice I and I pretty. I see, I see. Can, we, can, we, can can you get it on me real quick? Got 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 the Afro Village.
3: Afro Village.
1: That 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 is going to be that is going to be going on today. That's right. Today. What what time? Six.
3: At five. Five. At at five. At five. Starts at five. Starts at five. See, that's that's, like it's Portland weather out here in these streets. Like this is just the one day that we have seventy and some scattered showers. It's
1: because Portland needs growth and the black community is doing something Mm so. The the the, mm-hmm. the the most high is blessing us As with some some nutrients so, for us to grow and, and, and knew that we needed that today. Yeah. So that's what's going on. But no, t- tell us about this amazing event that you're doing.
3: Yes. Yeah, so uh, and, and it's with Sneaker Week and it's with Sneaker Week. Sneaker so, Week. Sneaker Week. So I did all this stuff, y'all, Uh, you know, last last year leading up to this competition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm a nerd. In so many ways you Mm -hmm. know i'm a diy to the fullest okay and so i I don't know
1: anything about that i
3: mean like do it myself right like if i don't know it right do it yourself right and so um i part with martha patini she's an italian architect and she was asked to support me uh with just some graphics and things like that in the early pandemic and so we started creating together and so i just poured a lot of our experiences here and my experience into that that vision And so with that, at that time, which is August 25th, you know, in the height of, also, shout out to, and if people don't know, it's Black August month. So Black August, today, you know, we fasting, today we studying, today we training, we we resilient. Because if you know about Black August, it goes back to the 60s. Oh, no, no,
1: no, 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 you need to tell us about this. Well,
3: we're going to come, I'm going to come back for it. But Black August, just like, put that on, put that, put that on your on your ping because this is again like a lot of these things are are, we talk about the revolution would not be televised right Mm -hmm. and revolutionary uh activists in prison you know that's what they they these brothers did not um eat for a whole month and they studied and they went in right so we we say black history in february we black 365 days sometimes you you know all year around Mm -hmm. depending on where you're at sometimes
1: we make extra days because we can't fit them in
3: we can't fit them in so that month last year all this you know excitement sneaker week it didn't happen i learned about sneaker week in 2019 just from in my neighborhood like whoa what is this and got you know involved and so at the beginning of the year um two january 2021 um i attended a meeting and the, they rolled out the the conversation and the dream um the the theme was it is dreams to reality yeah and i thought what better way to highlight the work that i've been doing through the af with Developing the Afro Village because it is my dream, y'all, and it is a reality, and it means a lot to me.
1: So what what is the Afro Village? What? The
3: Afro Village um, is not a physical place; it's a movement. So I've been activating. So with P, with this with this installation, it's a uh, a partnership with Everybody Eats PDX. They okay. move their are a black owned small business. We talked about our businesses and who's in the Pearl, who's in the Old Town, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I just went to them and I said, hey, I'm working on this and another site for the train because I'm actually going to be hosting a whole MAX train in 2021. So that's what we're going to be uh, having these services, which is like our our hub. And with the changes in the homeless community, I, I'm, a, I'm apprehensive. So my apprehensiveness, um, because I say black and I mean what I say and I say what I mean. However, people again, you said if the black woman is in charge people are these this this gravity so it's for us to come together and with our businesses and all this and so i'm looking i'm looking forward to all the amazing vendors that are going to be at the block party today because we're celebrating up until august 25th which is the anniversary of the win of the people's choice award so cue for the people cue for the people I've been for the people. I'm for the people. So that's what's that's what we doing. We celebrating. We got vendors. We got we have some food. We have House of Sound. Um, uh, some folks, good friends of mine, we'll have a live painting. Um, just community, right? I, you know, ex- we're expanding on. PBOTS, uh, the Portland Bureau of Transportation, their Healthy Street Initiative. Again, mm. we go back to this language that we see these outdoor eateries and things streets being shut down, but you go deep, and you, it said BIPOC. So when you look at the businesses, and I'm like, this is a black business. They have a, a structure, but really not resources. Yep. So I wanted to share my resources from my community. Uh, I want a grant uh, for Metro for placemaking. So that was in earlier this year. We were announced because once we started, we got encouraged by some BPS. Bureau uh, we planning and sustainability. The city of Portland loves soup, y'all. So BPS, you know, all these, <laughs> <laughs> these things. So I'm trying to like not, I'm not, I'm trying to I say it, but then I re- want to refer back so y'all know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. So I was encouraged. And actually I had took off some time. I was like, I'm, I'm done with Portland. This was like at last summer. I didn't have a car. I got my car and I went to just, I drove to Cali. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm out, you know, just because I needed to recharge myself. And during that time, I was able to, you know, reflect and really just kind of center myself and know how I was going to, you know, deal with the next couple months leading into 2021. Yeah. And um, we got that grant. Uh, we also applied for the Portland Clean Energy Fund. And again, going back to green in our hoods, uh, Obama was very big on. Um, you know, small businesses but also farming. You asked why they're like it's so cool that there's black farming because there through his presidency there was more dollars that became allocated to get us reconnected in community gardens, they called it and o- Michelle Obama, she was super huge on, you know, um growing food mm-hmm. so that is it's a, it's, a, it's a stimulus of a lot of th- different things that have taken place um, and I just happen to like find interest in a lot of those things to bring it all in one center into this place so we, will, we don't have a physical place mm-hmm. um, but we're working on that so I'm having all these conversations with TriMed and all these people they're excited you,
1: you're, you're too amazing and no. you're amazing at many things but you're too amazing at and we need more of this at realizing that there are opportunities that there are programs that we can tap into mm-hmm. they just get hidden from us yes and
3: or we feel like we don't have the time but we feel like we don't have the time, time yeah. we,
1: that we are not qualified for it yep. that that uh that is going to go to uh Another minority group or whatever Mm -hmm. else, and it's not gonna come. And I'm like,
3: if you say black, let's just say black. So I went through all of you know being around in the city, working with Bike Town, you know everything that you see, like is a part of me. I've been connected to. So I'm bringing all those elements. Mm -hmm. And so the the permitting was it was a couple weeks process because it wasn't in my budget. It wasn't anything that I was thinking about that I would be doing. But I'm really really excited that we got Davis to be closed down we're going to have a street painting in a couple weeks that's going to reflect the afro village we're going to take the outdoor parking space and use the max train seats and it's going to be like y'all go, just wait for it see just I, wait for it y'all i,
1: I know you got to do it out there but i hope that we can we can partner on some stuff doing oh, out here because sure. a lot a lot of people don't realize that uh chinatown old town was the original black home of, of the black community here in Portland mm-hmm. and. Um, I think within the history of this area that and how it's been dominated by uh, one group Mm -hmm. that it definitely needs to be realized that, hey, we're going to say land back or stolen land that we need to recognize this area Mm -hmm. and also recognize its history.
3: And you mentioned, you know, a few, a few, you know, time, you know, a little bit of time back about gentrification. Mm -hmm. So. Some of these business, these folks that we see, these clubs, you know, they've been around since the 80s when it was a crash, you know, mm-hmm. and they got in on it. Um, But a lot of them moved out because they couldn't handle, you know, they're like they got they fret.
4: Mm-hmm. So we have
3: a lot of vacant businesses down here and I live in Old Town. So I attend all the I was kind of. Put on when I brought the Afro Village and something I wanted to apply for as a community. I knocked on a lot of these doors around here. I've been shared it with my bro Ian, and I said, "Yo, there's this community livable grant through Prosper Portland." I looked over it. I outlined it. That's what I spent this, the the fall of tw- uh, 2019 doing, mm-hmm. outlining grants. Alberta Alberta Albina Trust. You know, like I may not can do everything, but yeah, just looking at the language. So I'm like, "Hey, we can do this. Hey, we can do that." It was a part that you could block off a street or a couple parking spaces now that evolved into something else so that's exactly what you know what we do it's just it's sometimes it's just knowing yeah you know and
1: uh, well it's it's difficult not only to know but it's it's difficult to uh, i i'm gonna quote uh miss lauren hill it's the miseducation mm. that we we're fed about how we're supposed to go about doing this? Like, yo, when you have like a paperwork sheet mm-hmm. and you're looking at it, and you're unfamiliar with how to fill out this kind of paperwork, what's the language? What's the correct answer? What are they really asking, asking. within the? It, it gets super intimidating. And, I, I mean, and
3: contracts. You know, like, oh you know, like yeah, it's like, oh, you're you're a contract and We, and we uh, got too much of a history uh, with a that. W W four. What's a W nine? So been, you know, have been blessed to have a few to grow within some of these a lot of these you know opportunities what?
1: i'm I'm just gonna say say this right now and, and just put me on the record for saying this oh no cue for mayor cue <laughs> for mayor i i vote I, I would vote for mayor wheezy but cue for mayor so, we we at least donovan, at least let,
3: donovan let, smith says that a lot <laughs> yeah,
1: at least let's 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 get you on on uh being a commissioner because it, it takes people too long to do the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out Samuel Jackson. Shout yes. out, shout, shout out uh, Spike. It takes too long for people to do the right thing. And when they do do it, they want too much credit for it.
3: So that's why we got it. For me, it's like it, exactly, it says it's an Afro Village joint, right? You know what resonated for me uh, again was. Was do the right thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I went back and we said, okay, '90s. When I'm talking to my team and I have this vision, like literal vision, that's what we developed because I really wanted that to be the pain. When they're like, oh, we can't do words and stuff, but so we gonna infuse it the way that we're gonna infuse it because there's a scene in the movie um, that talks that. Oh, you stepped on. I don't know. He rolled over his sneakers. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. The, the, the doing box, the Larry it. Berg jersey. Yeah. <laughs> he said. You gentrifying our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So we can go back and hear the word gentrification and see what it was affected in 89. We can look at Boys in the Hood when he took them to see the sign and it said gentrification, Mm -hmm. right? So there was some hitting uh, black filmmakers, like they heard, like you, uh, what are the the black colleges? Mm -hmm. They were hearing, this was 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So this is the reflection of that today. Our responsibility as Gen X's, or black folks and brown folks and us coming together is really just moving forward within the future to be able to, you know, take our, these things.
1: Our capability of doing storytelling has been already proven. Our, our capability of making art to, to, to more so sure shine a, a light on, on the world is already undeniable. We're the best at it. Yep. Just, just hands down. You look mm-hmm. at some of the movies that have come out recently. You look at some of the comedians that existed within their storytelling. You look at the musicians. You look at some of the painting artists. You look at the colors and vibrancy of certain areas. You look how they had to change up sports because how we do it. Yep.
3: When yep. We do something,
1: When we do something, we're amazing because we are the first people. Yes, we are. And, and, and it's, it's a thing that it's hard for people to accept someone that they've put down for so long. Mm -hmm. can do something for the world Mm -hmm. and and i think that within this project that you're doing and it and us to a certain extent reclaiming our city Mm -hmm. we're not we're not asking Mm -hmm. for you to give it to us Mm -hmm. we're reclaiming because we did it out here when we did the movie night we didn't get any permits Mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't go ask for permission Mm -hmm. we didn't take the time to be like well are you okay with us and you know and, and there's times to go through it, because mm-hmm. you 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 go through that paperwork, you sign those, you, you cross because those t's out those i's. You know why? Better than anyone I know.
3: You know why? Like, and I and the, it, it it's it's it, it, it's documentation. Mm-hmm. So if it's denied, because when we talk about O.C.C. and hip hop, and why there's a hip hop week today with O.G. one. Like, G was my, old, was my DJ back in the day when I did something at Bowser's. Mm-hmm. Like, with a group of people just like, I didn't know, again, you just, hey. And to come back, cannabis, you know, involved in, you know, the social equity of cannabis. So it's like, when we sign our name and go to these public meetings and speak on it, it's historical. So this this plague is a historical moment. When this today is historical yeah. because no one has been able to shut down the street. In the pearl, and get the amount of, get the amount of support
0: mm-hmm.
3: on the front face. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it turns out. But so far, through the pearl district and folks that I've that's like connected with have, have been supportive of this. So mm-hmm. I'm only asking my community mm-hmm. because I put myself out there, put myself on the line. That y'all just come out and support, not for me, but for us.
1: So this is the thing that I'm gonna say, and it, and, and and it's weird because. Right now, you being able to do that in the Pearl, you're you right about that. you 110% right. you getting a spot in the Pearl, shutting down a block in the Pearl that isn't now going to become a biking lane and a new through route or a new expansion over the, uh, the expressway. Yeah. That don't happen. And I know it doesn't happen because we've tried to work with, uh, with a bar within the Pearl and that has some uh, POC owners mm-hmm. that mm. were like, hey, yeah, we did an event. We 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 did it for uh, the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great, fantastic, good turnout. Nobody had any problems, no fights, no nothing. Uh, we're gonna do more of these, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, yo, black ain't."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And they've done everything to shut it down. It's like, but every other bar down here is able to do. Outside seating, mm-hmm. closed down streets, mm-hmm. everything else. There's no noise ordinance for those and other you know places. What
3: really sparked it too. I went there for an interview that I that when everybody east they moved it um, down here in, in March. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny Huff and Marcel have been like I've gotten really acquainted with Johnny. First time I met him was at Green Hop, and he was doing chicken and waffles. Oh. and Green Hop is one of the is the first dispensary hip uh, hip hop dispensary.
1: Hold, hold, hold on one second. Don't you love how black
3: the first. people started
1: do- this the first black people started doing like uh chicken and waffles out here and you know everywhere else but yeah and then all of a sudden all these all these white restaurants trying to be like oh we got we got to beat them we got it we got to, we we got got to beat them
3: to it we cannot right we can't when we put now our sauce on it have so everybody waffles. have chicken and waffles all sorts of <laughs> different styles and everything so we are the first people when mm-hmm. we do like you know, it yeah, there's a lot of things today that are remixed and folks can draw from and pull from that inspiration. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day it was a lot of our uh it um how do they call it? And I do it a lot, um property, your intelligence your what it was it's like it's a there's a word that I that we use about your intellectual property. Yes. Intellectual property. Like we give this this is free. Like oh. we're like some people come here on these shows and they get paid. They get flew out to have a conversation. I'm just right. A girl that's just another day living <laughs> in our hood. It. Just another day around the way. Yeah. Feeling good
1: today. I, w- once again, I've, I've had to deal with that. That's those same situations of mm-hmm. you come up with something, you do something. It's a proven concept. Yep. And then all of a sudden here comes people with pockets, with deep pocket. pockets. Yeah. And instead of being like, hey, I want to pay you to do that with us yes and we can make it bigger they're like i'm going to pay someone to steal this from you and make it look like it was my idea
3: exactly and that we're not having that so i go live a lot i document i share the journey and i've been consistent so today is gonna be bananas because people are gonna see
1: who's some of the djs you having out tonight
3: so uh house of sound Mm -hmm. um was a from the night uh, i guess from the what the 70s a mm-hmm. black owned record, record store and they have a 501c3 and it was in northeast portland and what over, you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you had to add all that. So yeah. I learned that through a good friend of mine who I've been friends for 20 years. Her name is Alice Price, and she's an amazing artist. And so she became their creative director, mm-hmm. and they're just bringing again like these things who were things that were no longer in their community. They're like we're reclaiming those th- that that. And now that we have this media, and they're doing podcasts and all these things, so they offer their services to community because mm-hmm. they support me to just come out and rock and rock the block, mm-hmm. and that's what we're gonna do uh sunday i am doing a second event um, at everybody eats as well with the focus on black black um black mental health Mm -hmm. because as we have gone through this year but not just through this year but recently within the last year of the different hip-hop artists that we've seen and on that day it's about music so just want to have this and if it wasn't like because of we talk about mental like dmx right he struggled for, with addiction, but also the war on drugs, right? Who's feeding you, who's feeding our communities these drugs? And and there's an expectation that, like, if you just go to rehab, that you'll be okay. It's again, goes back to the environment. But our, our
1: rehab ain't like they rehab. And
3: our rehabs are not like this. So Afro Village, mm-hmm. right, going back to, like, the mission, again, this place. The rehab with, from whiteness. All of that. And <laughs> the rehab from whiteness, again, being able to, have your herbal tea, and I know that okay, it's your herbal tea. It's gonna do something for you because we're detoxing. My, my
1: my sister, why is it that things that have now been been these weird, catchy things like you know teas, Self-care. meditation, and all these other stuff, black people been doing for years. <laughs> meditation, people, and then and then they made it. Then they made us look weird about if we yes. do that. Yes, it's like hey, so um. If, if white people on a college campus get in a drum circle and start singing and dancing, walking around, oh, word, that's cute and catchy for them. But if yeah. we do it, we're weird. That, that's yeah, us. Yeah. We
3: made that. Again, The herbal teas, The
1: herbal teas, the whole entire, like, the specific way things are being farmed now to preserve and to do the heritage. And, yep. And the, oh, it just. I
3: had locks for a while. Like, I look at your beautiful locks, they would have been, and I don't say dread, because I don't dread life. And mm. when you're a rock star, you come from a, I went to
1: Jamaica. Yeah, and and they, Rasta,
3: we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't dread, we don't dread things. (laughs) It was so
1: crazy when I went out there because they, I, they, they clowned on me. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, Rasta man, how you doing?" And I was like, "Bro, what you talking about?" (laughs) But, but the, yeah, I got put on. I got put on. You got put on. Yeah.
3: But yeah, I'm just you know, it's just all the work within this last past year. Again, mm. mentioning the Portland Clean Energy Grant as well was a really um, historical monument that we got the highest score, Afro Village, mm. and we have been awarded uh, ninety eight thousand dollars for a planning grant to to do t- for the for the max train. So like this activation. Is a part of our engagement because we will be having fun, but we're also going to be asking our community, what would you like to see? Because we had that, I had that opportunity. No mm-hmm. one really knew about this train competition. I, w- if I didn't, if I'm not a designer in that way. I probably, I know I wouldn't have been able to enter that if I didn't have the support from Martha. So, like, we we killed it on the voting. We got 211 votes out of 400. They were like, we need to talk to LaQuita about this Afro Village thing. Just the concept. I've been approached by Home Forward. So a lot of these partnerships, I'm going to utilize these partnerships over the, la- the next year. And I'm working with young people. So the first village model, we took them out on Wednesday in Southwest to mm-hmm. kind of get a feel to put their hands on a hammer and see, like, we're going to be building our own community. If we're like we're in this, this stage right now where it's about us, we cannot continue to keep dependent on a white savior mentality. Nope. So like as we see things are gonna get white more people don't expensive. say it themselves. They don't. And you mm-hmm. see white folks all day long in this city just walk past the next person that's struggling, but then we are to take care of those. It goes back to that. That's mm-hmm. not our responsibility, but we our do movement
1: that. turned into mutual aid for the rest of Portland. hmm Just just let's let's sit on that for a second. Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter movement in Portland turned into the saving of all other communities without. Yes. We like, once again sacrifice ourselves for everybody else.
3: For everybody else. For everybody else. And so we, you know, we tired, but we still in the game. Like, oh, we're doing we this thing. And I'm just like, with everybody East getting that spot down here, as we know, like, if y'all go up to just Broadway, mm-hmm. go by the, uh, a lot of people don't know that the Golden West Hotel was owned by a black. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. Nicole, yeah. Yeah, so you go, you look at these boards, like they said, these history, and you see us on Gleason, Davis, you know, Hoyt.
1: You just, you just gave me a beautiful idea. I think we need to get some artists together. Mm-hmm. I think we need to to take some plywood mm-hmm. and we need to write down our history and show those black faces on it
3: mm-hmm.
1: and just put it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and instead of. Instead of – and I know that you, you're you the one that will ask permission and everything else, and if you want to do it that way, I'm totally oh, I'm down to do it. Not.
3: I'm <laughs> not because I did that because, I know, I did it a different way. This but,
1: time. but, yeah, I think it might be a thing that we, we – we, just to remind them what this neighborhood was. Mm-hmm. And, and before, you know, because, you know, they're expanding the pearl in this neighborhood trying to get us out.
3: Yes. And there's big dollars, y'all. There's huge – there's a huge amount of money, you know, we say – Prosper Portland, but PDC—they are responsible for the huge responsibility when it comes to the Black community, and them being the Portland Development Commission at that time, a business, and now we're like, oh, it's Prosper Portland. If there's an article, so a, just to put y'all on game about the last, well, one of the police chief, Reese. Mm. He was like this thing about homelessness and they adopted Prosper Portland, I feel, because of what he it's it's like the good boys. You know, they take care of each other. And he wanted to say he did X, Y and Z. Well, that was during the time of Keaton Odins when he was murdered, like all these under this leadership. And where do we hear? where Where are these people today? They just get to dissolve and. You know, we never knew who was down at the protesting because we were wearing masks, right? Mm-hmm. We were wearing masks, and they told us stay home, save lives. Yeah. Th-
1: so I stopped. I, I wore my mask, but I stopped. I started revealing my face about stuff because I realized that one, the black faces that were being represented and used within this were not black faces of the community. Mm-hmm. Weren't. Uh, necessary the, necessarily the the black community leaders or community organizers. And I was weirded out. And I was trying to uh, uh, allude to this earlier, like why black people in, in the way, way of our leadership didn't show up to the protests and, and, and lead it, guide it mm-hmm. in the way that it needed to be. We had a lot of the youth doing it. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of our elders. And I know that there was problems at that time with the NAACP. Shout out my man, Donovan Smith, and the whole rest of the new crew down at the NAACP doing it. But we, first off, my main main and first question is, who are black leaders Mm. and organizers that are most important that people need to know about right now? Like, give me your top three. And that right there is the problem. Yeah.
3: And, and, and Because the consistency and then when money gets involved and then people go into hiding. And again, it's like you're from here. You're not from here. Uh, we have our way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And we got $62 million for black Oregonians. You know, yeah, we were on that call. I was on those calls, too. Mm-hmm. I put my, you know, my uh, recommendations in. And also, I've been on a statewide board of, for land and development. And as a for um, researcher for homelessness for over two years, With once it. a month, and you know, the, okay, so we show up, right? But also, like when you speak equity, you want me to be here, or you like find a contract, so they paid me to be there to just give to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I read the doc. I mean, it's a hundred and something documentation. Sometimes to to not th- the past, but to look into the future. So I'm really on Afrofuturism, looking into the future. Transportation. What we're doing with amenities and transportation is going to be so beyond what people can see because they already did it in Wakanda. If you look at the last scene in Wakanda, mm. the last scene in Wakanda when it's beautiful and it's real urban mm. and it's African, there's a train. That's sitting in the middle, that's become the hub because it's not going The one thing about this project is that that one train is not going to go in the landfill. We're going to utilize that for something for the people.
1: It's it becomes uh, it's it's the thing that train lines historically have been the arteries of a city. Yes. The way that you transfer blood and life to to a city is through its train line. Yep. And that is one thing that has confused me for the longest time within Portland and in Oregon in general that they're just now kind of tapping into, mm-hmm. it's like the trains aren't going to the places that, that some of the people need. And I mean that in the sense of like how long did it take for them to do the other max line to Milwaukee down 99 Mm-hmm. And it takes
3: them so long to do a lot of things here.
1: But and it's a thing that like I'm happy that it's happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold my my criticizing for seeing what's going to happen in the future. But I'm watching.
3: And it's all bureaucratic and not that. You need some more water? I'm good. It's not that TriMet really thinks that, oh, we're doing this thing. When I first moved to Portland, it was Fairless Square. So you can be able to, you know, be in the downtown area and get around on transportation for free and go up as as far as to the Lloyd Center. And back in the day, we just had the ticket. Right. So I would have a ticket because I'm poor trying to go to work. Mm -hmm. I can't pay you know dollar something every day but i do my thing my bus driver knows me because you get to see community right through through that flash it fearless and i lived on beaverton hillsdale highway i'm coming from downtown i say fearless i get off the stop thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying thank you and so that 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 part of this system is being able to disrupt that being able to like have them think outside of the box so when we actually see the physical training and it starts to do some things and we are activating this space and people are getting aware of what it is that could be done, it's like, oh yeah, like it's not only is it dope, but it's it's something that um, on the West Coast we just haven't did. There's folks in Canada and it's going to be a lot of investment into that. All we, all I wanted to do was just like help the people. I wasn't trying to do all that, okay, it's safe food and all that sort of stuff, so That's what the Afro Village is on today, and um, we are keeping our fingers crossed to hear back about some funding for actual housing piece, which I look at as co-housing, and we can talk about that at a different day. But that is just all these things, all these things of 10 years of living here before, catching up. Um, having some, you know, some friends and some support, and then arts and music, and this actually being a thing that we can express ourselves. Express yourself. I, I
1: gotta ask you. <laughs> I, I gotta ask you this because it's, it's a hot topic of the day, and I know that a lot of people uh, are going to be talking about it in the, in the, in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Talking sneaker about Sneaker Week. Sneaker Week. T- sneaker Week within Sneaker Week. Uh, one. Kanye. Because this is going to touch on mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is going to the 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 black imagery mm-hmm. of what how we think about our history and ourselves, and mm. then also, you know, he just had Yeezy Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wh- wh- is that was that right, Mister? He yeah, was on the second. Yeah. Uh, so how do you how do you feel about Brother Kanye right? And, and are you looking forward to, is it Donda, 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 Donda the album?
3: So uh, Kanye is misunderstood, right? He mm-hmm. has been very misunderstood and very misrepresentative. The Kanye that I fell in love with in the early 2000s was by The Wire.
0: Through they The Wire. Through The Wire. First, first song. Right.
3: First song, Through The Wire. And actually Kanye came to the to the rose quarter did a concert here and killed it and then was at where now SAG Segs is he came through so you know it just again it goes back to that question of like what kind of relationship you have and I know that again this industry has really taken, you know our brother in different places throughout and, he, and throughout his music so I'm not aware of like up to date with everything mm-hmm. but I know from the last few years um, when they, you know, he just been acting out and have expressed his mental health. And then he was in the hospital to he like his concert. He just was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Was in the hospital, came out and he had blonde hair and he was meeting with Donald Trump. I th-
1: see. This is the thing that I, I don't <laughs> get when someone says, Hey, I have, uh, either mental health issues or I, I have, I have something that's going on with me. And then, and then people then see said thing in action, mm-hmm. and they pretend that like he just didn't say that beforehand. Yeah, it's like
3: because they put him again. They used that we talked about that token. You know, like Jay Z, Beyonce. You know, we can we we look at the you know all of these folks, and they are real people. At the end of the day, even with what we're dealing with in our city, Ted Willer is a real person.
1: We we got to look like we're perfect, but then when Showing we have up us... a
3: Missy's uh, event like
2: like <laughs> did you Misa? see miss it? sorry sis uh,
4: you 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 mm, we are we are so surprised that he showed up
2: yes i have pictures of him in the photo booth you are you you're going
1: to go ahead and just go plug it plug it plug into it. the into the pad so we can bring it up on the television we got we got to talk about just this give us yeah. a second we'll um, no nah, uh so my thing is is i look at it like this Kanye West state Kanye West worked through did still had his brand still had the the kardashian thing still mm-hmm. had uh his music career had it in and out with jay-z had all that happen. he stayed in it and at the end of it they marked him as crazy he he everything he did he was criticized for we're gonna get to this in one second hey, everything he, he did was critic <laughs> he was criticized for but within that and yes. this 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 is the 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 critical point of it Dave Chappelle walked away, Mm -hmm. and he was labeled as crazy. Mm -hmm. And then he came back more woke than the people that claim themselves as being woke Mm -hmm. and and spoke truth to it, knowing how he's going to be criticized. Both of them were saying crazy things, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but Dave, way more well-received, way more like, this person has done this articulately. You know, how they, how they always say that we mm-hmm, articulate when mm-hmm, we... Mm-hmm. But, like, this person did it this way, this person did it that way. So if we don't leave the industry and we stay in it, we're crazy for going through it, even if we say, I'm having... I need space and time, and I'm not all good and right here. And some
3: of that it is just that it is that space and time so that you can... Because the pressure of life and all of these things that people are feeding you... Because, again, they're driving these folks where they got to go. They're giving them food or their medicine... And then one day, just like we see on the streets of Portland, this just didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, folks are not just mentally ill. It comes from a source. Mm -hmm. There's something that chemically there's an imbalance there. So when you may be prescribed a medication or a prescription of something that is new on the market, that is FDA somewhat maybe approved, not approved. And then you take it because that your therapist said, like all they're doing is experimenting, so then you start to have those um responses to those, and then different things, and if you say, you know I'm gonna drink some alcohol, or I'm gonna smoke some cannabis on that like it it may do something different for that, not that so I know I experience mental health issues mm-hmm. or have some things, but what I've recognized with myself is that things in this in this in this universe is natural so Even when I mentioned about MS and they were like, you got to do this injection for the rest of your life or you're not. I'm actually experiencing right now and I don't really know why. For the last couple of days, my foot, my feet have been swollen. Um, But like it's numbness. I got numbness and feel like pins all in my legs right now. And so it comes and goes because you got to take a
1: take a stand up stretch real quick. We can do this.
3: No, but I'm just like I felt it last night, but it's a lot of, you know, I'm kind of my body is stressed. I'm not getting to sleep, I'm doing this event, I have multiple, th- I'm managing. So when you are not able to tomorrow, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get my IV therapy, I'm going to like, take a day and a couple hours for myself so I can be in the game, right? And that's just a part of it, again, is knowing yourself. So, you know, they can call these brothers and sisters or, you know, people. look at Britney Spears, but, like, look what her source of what she was getting at that time. It was just, it's a storyline. Everybody wants entertainment. White people love to be entertained. They will do anything to use us for entertainment. Yeah. And so our t- natural gifts of talents, it's like, oh, look at that. He's naturally who he is. Mm-hmm. He's just been G- GMO'd and modified.
1: It, it's a thing that our, our culture, and not just where we're from, but our culture of who we are
0: mm-hmm.
1: is so different. And, and and I don't mean to say white people don't have culture. What I'm gonna say is white culture is, is the same way as their chicken. It's mm. unseasoned.
3: Mm. <laughs> we by have way, a se- well now sometimes if you in a South Kentucky, them women them white women can be Louisiana. Yo, but, th- but
1: once again, what are they surrounded by? Who taught them how to cook? Who yeah. who 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 was who was their their cooks back in the day, yeah. showing them the leaven herbs and spices and everything yeah. else? You know what? If they don't sit up here and turn Colonel Sanders black and get him out that that racist uniform. Yeah, I say.
3: You already know. Burn up now because I'm I'm,
1: I'm... anyway, let's let's get to quickly, quickly, quickly. quickly. Uh, Ted, Ted last night, Ted last night showed up at Leaves and Laces coming out. Got the, got the button down, the chest meat not on. And you know what? I'm going to say this before we get into anything else. And you know what? I, my sister, I know you, gotta, you got you to go vi- set up a village, so I won't hold you up. We're just going to talk about this real quick yeah, and let yeah, you yeah. get out of here. Uh, but Ted. Teddy. <laughs> Yo. The his sh- shoes last night, I wanted to so bad <laughs> clown on this brother's shoes. He comes to sneaker week. Sneaker and, week. And, and, and what I will call the security ones, the 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 Nikes that every security guard wears because they ain't going to wear their J's they ain't going to bring out their 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 good shoes. Mm-hmm. They're going to wear these 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 broke down trainers that they've had for about five years.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what he came to sneaker win in last night. And I was so bad wanted to go. What are those Teddy? <laughs> I so bad wanted to say this to him. But but. It was, it was missus it was missus first event mm-hmm. and i and and i was there to support missa i was there to make sure that uh my 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 caucasian sister was all good mm-hmm. but
3: beautiful event beautiful event. beautiful event you know made, made, a made a couple of ducats
1: huh oh yo uh real quick we're gonna let you know the station that pays the bills and shows the black community to the rest of our
4: community. Tell them where we at, Mike. You're listening to KNUM 96.7 FM, streaming online everywhere at thenumbers.fm. I like the how numbers. you read
1: that like William <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> this is right, you 96.7 drama or, point you know. seven yeah. FM, The Numbers.
3: Huh. <laughs> the Numbers.
1: Sitting up in here, I... <laughs>
4: Yes. Sitting up in here No uh, but like sure my posture is good
1: So first off I want to say this What
3: if you would have came With some like Ice white Like just four swans
1: This is this is what I want to say How are you Mayor Of the shoe mecca And you go to Sneaker week You know where you're going You're not just like Hey I'm going out and I'm going to go to You know what guys We're going to go hit Dig a pony mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to uh, 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 Bar of the gods And then you know What we're going to hit up We're going to be a little risqué we're gonna. No, yes, they went risque and went to sneaker week, but usually they go, they go risque and then go to the what? What is it? The melting pot place where they get the it's cheese. It's
2: literally called melting
1: pot. The melting uh. pot. They get like, mm, we're gonna get a little risque and get the melting pot. Let's go get some fonduezy. Uh. Yes. doozy. But yeah, no, this, 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 this joker right here. All right. First off, he. I gotta say this, Ted. You look like a bad EDM DJ, and that might be the reason why you are t- constantly dating EDM DJs, and also uh, not to 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 call out the homie, but you know, EDM dancers, or or, or I don't know what to call them. What are, what are, what are they called? I think she's a go-go dancer, but I'm go-go not sure. dancers, EDM go-go dancers, and stuff. But yeah, bro, like got the chest meat showing. Just looking. What what? What what's the EDM DJ that Ted looks like right now? I can't even think of his name. He he
4: Well, honestly, like no respect no disrespect to Norman, but he kind of looks like old fat boy Slim right now. Like,
1: Yo, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, like, no disrespect.
4: But he like, he yeah. he does, man. I, I you know what? I need I
1: need Ted Wheeler really to go in a DJ battle.
3: Like on his way out, because he felt uncomfortable. He was there for a good forty-five minutes. hmm And well, he was there for Oh, he was there for two hours? Okay. Oh, he I went think. downstairs. And he- oh, okay. That When I saw him, I felt like he was just, like, he sat off to the side, but he was on his way out. And um, he, I feel like he, made in my mind, maybe thinking, oh, culture appropriation, like, I can't just wear, like, just overthinking. He was over, even overthinking How? a little bit of the conversations that he was. He's just not as savvy. He's just not savvy. Like, he- that's, at the end of the day, Ted is not savvy. He I, wants to be. He had a bunch of black people around him or in his team, and they all. he doesn't yo, have that team no more. T- so he's trying to pick up on what his team, like my t- boy t- Cupid, left him, which t- is like wear a t- blue t- shirt because t- you got blue eyes. <laughs> t-
1: Tell me if you t- don't get this energy from Ted. What are you talking about? I have tons of black friends. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 His... He, his jeans, his his, his basic sneaks. No, yo, yeah, like, yeah, Put some color with him, don't you yo. I'm,
1: I'm just like, yo, you could have got a the. Once again, the fact of the matter is, he's the mayor of Portland, Oregon, and he should at least, if he's going to step out to Sneaker Week or anything, have just got some forces, just have some basic forces. Or just like, some clean okay, whites.
3: he's from he's from Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. So just some trainers, some basic trainers would have been cool, yo. or some some. Where's like, some chucks. I was in ch- bands. I was in these bands did, last night. Yeah, I would have <laughs> did for Oregonian. I would have did the 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 Trunners or some Cortezes. Cortezes would have been, you know, just like you would have felt like you you trying to give us that body like you know, what Nike's you, if you have a body then you're an athlete. Yo.
1: This is what we need to do. Hey Mike, um I I'm I'm going to say this to you. Listen, listen to it all the way through just really quick. What's up? Maybe we need to make the the Ted ones. Mm. And 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 make him some 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 shoes. Just something some real clean, some basic. Oh, oh. And he has to buy them. He yeah. has to buy them. And all the money. Can we and throw a, a can of tear gas on it?
2: Huh? Can we throw a can of tear gas on oh, yeah, yeah, it? Oh yeah yeah, we're going to put the
1: the oh. the tear gas and a tear on the other side of, you know, when oh. he was crying and stuff.
4: Oh now, uh, FTP. We'll put some Velcro straps on there because he needs not to be wasting any time. Like, he needs to get to work. I don't want him to spend <laughs> time paying shoes. <laughs> get Yo, action he's straps. Up, in there, bro. Get your bootstraps.
1: He needs to do those, pay for them, and we need to donate all the
4: money to the Afro Village.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm, just,
4: I'm just speaking of which, let me just say I'm going to have another pair of shoes um, available at Q's event. They are a silent auction, and the profits go to enrich the organization because she's doing real work out here.
3: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was, you know, I made it.
4: Made
1: um, it. You, we made it. You 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 said a little bit longer than you were supposed to, yeah. but you know what? I appreciate
3: it. Yeah. I felt like you know I, w- I didn't really sleep. I mean, I'm getting texts at two o'clock in the morning about the t shirt So I'm still. Nervous. Oh, you know, I was there, right? I know. I like. I'm like, what do I do? What do we? I was just like that. We've been advertising it in that way, but mm. I'm 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 grateful that y'all were able to figure something out to come through for us. This. No, I so, told you, I got you. You got me. So then I got to connect with you on the rest of the gear for for later.
1: Oh, yeah. We got we got I got stuff to get and move. And I'm so happy that I have a garage to park this truck in and Mm -hmm. put the stuff in and then bring down the tents and stuff. But, you know, we got you. okay. so don't don't be scared of the rain. Don't worry about the rain. The Afro Village will still be going on. We'll be holding it down. There will be. Tents galore mm-hmm. we will have great food we will have great music mm-hmm. um i'm be honest i'm sad that i did not hit you up to get a booth to sit up here and, and sell some black faces but you know the next time around mm-hmm. love bro no i'll be there
3: yeah, you got a lot on your plate right now i mean, I this, mean this is pretty big I got,
1: yo you, you, funny enough we we did something yesterday that i'm going to have to talk to you about mm-hmm. uh this might get all the way turned up okay uh
3: turned down for what? Huh? Turn down for what? Yo, I'm not turned down <laughs> for nothing.
1: I need a break and some sleep, yes. but you know, turn down for some night night.
3: <laughs> for some night night. <laughs> it's gonna be beautiful. Shout out to the numbers uh, yes, for sh- being here for community and all the work that they're doing. Uh, you know. Yeah, shout out your sponsors the- real quick. Give give, yeah. give them a plug real quick. Let me shout out my sponsors. We got Afro yeah, dude, right here, right here. Afro right here. Village. Uh everybody eats PDX. Uh, Sidewalk Sneakers, House of Snap, or Sidewalk PDX, House of Sound, uh, Sneaker Week, City Repair, uh, Metro, and uh, the Portland Clean Energy, because that's where some funding came from to support the work that we're doing today and to support the community and get this activation going. So, like next time around this year, we'll be celebrating the launch of the Afro Village uh, train, because that's when it's going to go down. So, Thank you all uh, for having me.
1: I'm so happy to have you. So you know, I know you got to go get to work. Do some I'm, things. I'm gonna come get my hug real quick. Don't worry about
3: it. <laughs> you know, my my shenanigans. Your shenanigans. good. <laughs> good.
1: All right, yo, no problem. All right, I'm I'm gonna keep this episode going because we got another half hour to go. Right. We we got some we got some things to talk about. So I what what we we gonna do just this camera over here, Mike. This is what I'm just gonna talk into for the rest of the episode.
4: Yeah, man, you got it, it's on you.
1: All right. So go ahead and uh bring bring up the the first huh? Oh, we can talk about Don But first uh, actually no 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 no. We we gonna we gonna finish talking about Mrs. Event and we gonna talk about, about uh Teddy some more because I, I I heard that he got a little bit upset about having to purchase his own drinks. I- talk
2: it's a game of telephone i don't know the full story but
1: yo th- yeah. this this is, this is that's <laughs> how if you don't know actually mister can you just look up ted Wheelers ted Wheeler's worth network sure. he's not hurting uh doesn't isn't doesn't he have a whole entire town named after his family wheeler oregon
4: it's possible i don't know if that's a direct correlation but that's what they say
1: um uh, I'm I'm not trying to just go out and dog on the man. Uh, uh, I've tried several times to uh, speak to him and, and, and got nothing but disrespect because I did a couple of these town hall meetings and I've done some of these call in and Zoom talks. And uh, it's just a thing that it it turns into an annoyance when you try to speak to someone that is constantly saying that he's here to help your community or, or to do the right thing that. He's going to come out and uh, get tear gassed with the protesters. But when the protesters ask him for something, he ain't going to show up. So, I don't know. Let 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 me know what's going on, Missa.
2: So, at the age of 59. Which I don't He's probably, 59? That's what it says. Is this the right Ted Wheeler? Oh, it is him. Wow. He looks so much older in this photo. Jeez. Yo, you can, you,
1: can, you know you have a computer and an iPod sorry, there to me, pull it up. I'm gonna have to pull do it, but in, pull um, pull up old blank Ted. <laughs> yeah, hold on. It's me. it's the it's it's a donkey, but not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, I'm, I mean, as much as I don't like him, he looks a lot younger now. So something something. Yo, because
1: you know when you leave your family for younger woman yeah, you got allegedly younger women. Allegedly, you know, you end up within situations where you know. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get your Tinder profile looking good. I wanna, I wanna know the people that match with Ted on. T- wow,
2: <laughs> he's fifty nine. Wow,
1: you know what he looks like right there? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. He looks like a villain from, uh, uh, uh. Oh man, what's his name? Uh, from oh, Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bruce like Willis. The, he looks like a villain. villain from a Bruce Willis movie.
4: But he's he's good up until the last fifteen minutes, and then he like. Shows his true colors. Yeah. And it's been him the whole time behind stuff. Like, that's uh, what I feel. He, yeah, it, no, it's... it's. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Can we... Can so you also... Can His net
2: worth, by the way, huh? yeah. is, oh, one, is one to, to five million. Somewhere in there. As of 2021 at the age of 59.
1: All right. Well, it must... His parents must still be around, and he must have not got all his potential. Because <laughs> I know... Uh, I think he comes from a lumber family or uh however however you say that were they uh they they
4: not lumberjacks?
1: lumber no not lumberjacks they uh what's the word I'm looking for Mike? you know what i'm talking uh, about. logging logging i think, I think it's about. his family comes from logging or their family's money's coming from logging but yeah man he he was he was out there in the the security ones uh not 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 uptowns so he wasn't down to getting into something dirty but you know. He, he he brought his, his security ones out, just looking like a bum, not wanting to pay for his drinks, getting upset because he he thinks he's privileged enough. I like that I don't think, and I'm a DJ and I work in bars, I don't think that I should get free drinks, but the mayor does. This is, mm, I don't know, just a little icky, just a little icky. I know that's not our sounds about white, but I can't wait for whatever our sounds about white is later. But no, I mean, that works. What what, what, is, uh, what what do we have up next?
2: Okay, so. So, in celebrity gossip, yeah, so I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's so get that goss. Yes, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. He is mm. Carlton from. Carlton from, from Fresh, Fresh Prince of Barrio. Yeah, he blah, came blah, blah. out. So I have a video that's actually going to be associated with this. Do you want right. to play through just TV? Play,
1: yeah, just play it on the okay. TV. So give me just a little bit of volume. Just yeah. Kind so of hold
2: on. He was complaining that he's not accepted by black people. Like, why is black America not really accept me? And then black Twitter reminded him why.
1: Oh, God. What, so he what, was
2: saying, you know, he's like, I, I played a very like, quote unquote, like white black man, you know, with a lot of yeah. riches in a show. And that's what people remind me as. And now I have a white wife. And he's just like, people don't respect me because of that. And that's what he thought. The only I, reason was I don't Black I don't Twitter know if of. he's
1: been on Blackish, but I, I really need Carlton to be. Oh nope, too too loud. Keep going down, keep going down. You get there. Okay. And I just um, burped into the mic. I'm sorry, y'all.
2: <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be cursing in this video.
1: Uh, well, if there.
2: Okay. Well, it, here we're playing it. Maybe we're playing
1: it. You gotta press it. Yep. Yeah. Maybe turn up a little bit more.
2: Well, do you want to just play it?
1: Uh, hold on. Can you can you just put the link in the text me the link? or It is. Oh. Oh, is it in the text messages?
2: No, it's in the,
4: it's I don't in know. the episode notes.
1: In the episode notes. Celebrity gossip and then we'll scroll all the way down. To show Rick James. The Rick James thing? No. Alfonso Averro, oh, psh. <laughs> I'm loving my life. One day we'll get this tight. Mm-hmm. No, this is how it's supposed to be. This is natural.
4: This is very natural.
1: This is this is this is natural. I don't. Keep I don't. <laughs> All right, there's the video. Oh my. God. Why why is it that websites have to make things move after you got to where you needed to be? All right, let's. charge
2: me nuts every time. Also, this chair is very. Bro, oh, it's it's, I think it's us. already
1: bleeped out. Hey,
4: okay, now. Hey, Alfonso. Now, I gotta say, listen. I have been known to fuck some white girls in my lifetime. Yeah! Godfather, do it! Okay, now I have spent my life on some TMZ. Yes. And every time you see me in a club, guess who I walk out with? Who? A, a lovely blonde white chick.
1: What? It's a lot of cursing. <laughs> well, no, I mean it was all bleeped out.
2: I know, but I just meant
1: you yo, oh, yo, oh, yeah. Carlton cursing just sounds funny. Yeah. He, so. he that, but this is the thing. There, there, there is no such thing as as acting black. There, yeah. there. I don't, I don't believe in that. I think it's weird. I because whenever someone refers to, especially a white person, that's like. Man, you don't you don't act black. Is what what you're saying is you don't act like a stereotype. Reverse of that, I do believe that there is a a socially acceptable, presentable uh persona that people expect Carlton S inwards to have. And uh, basically, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is this: Yo, you you don't want us to come off hood, but at the same time, you don't like it when we aren't hood. So if we act like Carlton, we're wrong. And if we if we come up and act too, ooh, if we if we come across if we come across too hood, we're wrong. And if and if we if we act like Carlton, we're wrong. And the thing is, Carlton right now, acting a fool, acting like an idiot, like, first off, I don't think it matters who you love, because I date a white woman, but I love black mm-hmm. women. Yeah. I love, I've dated almost every race that there is. I've also dated almost every size that there is. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever, as long as your energy is what it needs to be, as long as you make me feel secure within our, our relationship, I'm good. That's what I need from you. You know, if you got pretty eyes and a nice smile, I'll take that as well. But to me, just fully being with this, Carlton, you you whack for this.
2: Yeah. I walk out with a white woman. So Black Twitter was saying, like, cool, like there's a particular class of white males that do not like you saying this. There's a particular class of white females that do not like it either. Not one bit. And it's a very interesting thing to declare at a very white rock concert in front of all white people. Just be like, by the way, I date you guys, too. Like, this is all I do. And it's just kind of like, you know, Can we, let's
1: let's look. Let's look at Carlton's family right now.
2: Yeah. So here I got a picture. up. That
1: that looks like the, the woman that Carl, because, you know, she doesn't have the I date black guys haircut.
2: That kid looks very unhappy. A little
1: baby. <laughs> Cause he knows he's gonna have to live his whole life. All those kids are of being like, I can never say the n word. No one's ever gonna believe me. <laughs> and when and when and when they do say it, they're gonna sound like Dave Chappelle playing Tiger Woods for sheezy. <laughs> it just doesn't. I'm sorry, man. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense, Carlton. Yo, my, my, my brother, Will Smith doesn't have to act hood and never truly acted hood and even made a whole entire TV show about him leaving the hood but still retaining his blackness and still being him. And you are living up to the stereotype of what your character was on that show. And that's a shame because in that show, Carlton, by the end of it, discovered himself. And the fact of the matter is, man, you're not. And... It's cool. You everyone has their own black experience and I guess this is just yours. It's corny. What 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 we got next?
2: All right. Um so, well do you want to talk about do we feel good on Donda? Do we want to talk some more?
1: Yeah. Oh, can you do, No, no, we have to talk about Donda cuz uh, first off He's been live streaming? Is he
2: still live streaming? Do you see that video of him working out?
1: What do you mean, that video? He kept working out. He had Chance the Rapper in the corner, and this man just sitting up here doing curls, sitting in the bed with it the reminds mask me of on.
4: college, like you have no idea. It's like a dorm room situation. It's really funny.
1: Yo, I, I just really want to know who does their AC in that room, because he looks like he is well-ventilated and not got a heavy sweat going on, and I'm just
4: sitting in this chair, and I'm sweating, and it's hot in here. Also, wasn't... The album's supposed to drop yesterday.
1: Uh, and now it's dropping on the ninth, I think. Right? I just think the album because you can you can pre-order it right now on um, on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever. Um, which I was like, does that have to do with the live stream? So where is? Can you find out where the live stream actually is right now? Well, he was in Atlanta recently.
4: That was yes, because he's recent.
1: released because he keeps doing listenings for it in Correct. Atlanta. He just had uh, Kid Cudi wasn't on the album, and right, Kid I saw Cudi. That tweet. Just got added to the album uh, this week, which I, I think is dope. Um, and, you know, Kid Cuddy is another example of a person that's talking about, hey, I have, I'm going through, I have mental issues or I have stuff that I need to sort out. And he sorted it out and he's, and he's talked about it, you know. Black people, just don't, don't be afraid to not go to therapy. You can go to therapy. It's all good. You don't have to be scared about it whatsoever. Also, I guess you can uh, turn down this TV a little bit more. I can hear myself just a tiny bit. Just a tiny. But, um, yeah, Donda.
4: Kid Cudi's on it now. Um, This is a good reason to, like, wait for it till he's ready. Like, I want to hear it, but if he's doing these re-edits and bringing new people in, it's a good thing. But that's the
1: thing is I want to hear the different versions of it because there's still... That would be dope. The, uh... Like, a director's the, cut would be crazy. Yo, the director's cut, but he did that version of, um... It way. was on Life of Pablo with Chance the Rapper. That was uh I can't remember the song. Uh it's like one of the first tracks, but it was fire. It was fire. And I want to hear the other versions of the album. And I know that it's gonna change as it goes along. I know that he got Travis Scott on there. Uh somebody was saying something about the baby being on there and they want to cancel. Oh, weird. him.
2: I didn't hear that.
1: But I I don't know.
2: So it's actually being live streamed by Apple Music.
1: Yes. Do you have to pre-order the album to do the live stream? Because if he did that, that he's a marketing genius.
4: Yeah, that would be really
1: smart. Yeah. I don't know. I I bet you anything. I bet you anything. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna try to go ahead and I'm clicking on it, and it's not letting me do the pre-order. Uh, that. Kanye just makes too much sense, while making <laughs> no sense whatsoever.
2: Right. What a confusing guy. That's
1: actually, true. I'm like. Yeah, so it says it's, my favorite thing is it says expected not coming out August 9th expected August 9th <laughs> That's
4: when everybody's waiting for it. We all we, expecting it
1: then. He doesn't even have track names. Wow, you know what's funny? I was scrolling down and they they only had a certain amount of tracks and then it refreshed and it just added like another four or five tracks. When's the last time you've had heard of a 24 track album?
4: Oh, it's been a very long time maybe 2002
1: yo it's nuts it's nuts but you know i'm i'm hoping it's great i can't wait to see the album artwork because right now it's just a black square uh
4: like if it was a black square though that would be tight
1: i mean most deaf just had a blank cd case for his uh for his album what's going on
2: oh i was just trying to show oh that. is this a live stream this is of him working out.
3: Yo,
1: bro, I get it.
2: Like me prepping for leaves and laces.
1: <laughs> and then they have, is that the countdown in the back, 22 hours and six? Yo. I believe that's just the time. It, and, time. And, he's, and he's recording in there, too.
4: Yep. He's got the security camera TV. Yo, he's in the security office. Either that or they made, I think they probably made that room for him. Yo
1: man, that's probably the security office. Look at those chairs. Those Let's some security also, office right blank corner, chairs if I've ever hair. seen them. I also love the the bulletproof vest with the donor on the back. How do I get one of those? My homies were talking about some jackets releasing or something. Yeah, can you,
4: Missa? Can you pull up the spiky jacket thing that he had on? Like oh any, yeah, some uh, it's like a rubber spiky uh, Dustin thing.
1: Dustin and uh, his son Marley were talking about them getting the 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 jackets and they said that they're gonna mail them by like i guess mid-august but then the actual shipping said that it wasn't coming out till 2022 (laughs) and it's not even like not even like the beginning of the year it's like spring 2022 which is just amazing we're
4: gonna pull this up so you can see it on the screen right now yo that's the jacket that they're selling um, I don't know when this is coming out. The the gap drop is different. It's that really like kinda um puffy, shiny looking thing. But this this was very different and also very effective. With Yo, the way that dude, he's got his boots and everything, it's wild.
1: Dude looks like he should be one of those uh, things in a car wash. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow.
2: I was thinking of Venom. He kinda looks yeah, he like... looked like a superhero to me. Yeah. I
4: mean
1: well, he I'm looked really like a super villain.
4: Because, yeah, I don't know super about a superhero. <laughs> Nah, in I, don't 30 think, 30, I don't think that's the, Black Man 2.0. All heroes are villains in 3030. You know, like this dude's from the future.
1: That, that's the new spike for X Men. Um, nah, that's, uh, that is wild. Did you also hear, speaking of, of Kanye and his newfound friends, uh, Beyonce is announced the spring collection for, uh, for Ivy, for Ivy Park, coming that's,
4: out? Yeah, some really good stuff.
1: Yeah. It's
2: amazing. And it's my favorite color orange.
1: I really want them to do a collab on a shoe together. I mean, they're they're both on Adidas. Why is they this can. could? Why is this not happening?
4: An Ivy Park Easy would actually be really dope.
1: Yo, yeah. E- even if he had like if, if she did cause she does men's and women's, usually it's like a unisex thing within some of them. But if if she would do a a dope like, let Kanye do a dope segment within the line. Like, hey, these, these are all parts designed by Kanye for Ivy Park. I'd be down with that. You just do a little capsule collection. Yeah, just, a couple just little you items. know, it doesn't need to take away from his brand or his stuff. Mm-mm. He's doing it and designing it for Beyonce. Uh-oh, Sam just walked by. I would, I would open the door and tell him to come in, but we ain't going to do that right now. We only now. got four minutes. We got four minutes? Um, what, what else we got? What, br- look, please let's, let's get to sounds about white really quick, and then we're gonna do grinding beat. I was
2: gonna say I don't know if we can do <laughs> four minutes worth of it, but yeah, let me bring it up. So sounds, sounds about white. So we're talking about how critical race theory, technically, um, white conservatives love critical race theory when they turn the subject to oppressive or oppressed white people.
1: Can you please pull up this article? Oh, you already did. Are we on it? We are one race. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Teach facts, not feelings, meanwhile you know how all these funny people, that
4: I hear is your feelings
1: if i I wish we would just teach the facts and not your feelings because like what? <laughs> what, are they what, talking what was it about? the Tulsa massacre yeah. just just now finally being talked about um, so many different things just now finally
4: being talked bro, about Texas like just the word Texas, like everything they're not teaching yeah like what
1: i I really really. Really want to go do some stuff in Texas so I can try to better understand the culture out there because these people are wild. Can you imagine if we did this show in Texas? I mean, out here, I'm gonna be real honest. I'm not besides the, the 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 white dudes that like to shoot up schools. I'm not really worried about, you know, catching a fade from anybody. But in Texas. We, we, we have some boys and some, you know, some, uh, some overalls with no shirt underneath it, talking some good old boys coming up in here telling us what's going on. So what, what were they
4: saying in this? What, what, what was it? It's just the double standard of how they reject the idea that you know what isn't surrounding their benefit. Just let's, you you know, know what?
1: I ain't even going to worry about that. You know what? We're going to go straight into the quick speed edition of Grind Your Beans. You know what really grinds my beans? Narrow-minded people. <laughs> I, I really can't stand having to talk to people that cannot see things from anyone else's point of view but their own. Mm-hmm. And I, I love living in a city where our mayor does not realize he's coming out to a sneaker event and not wearing something icy. And that we also, that same mayor, will not realize his white privilege and be mad that he has to pay for his own beer when he's worth millions.
2: I just want to know, though, if he showed up in some Dior ones, like, what would the re- reaction have been? Like, he's spending his money in the wrong places? Or- no, you know what? If so he showed up to he a
1: sneaker, with? if he, sne- he showed up to an event that I'm going to be honest. Well, that's a $2,000 pair of some, shoes. Some, some <laughs> cri- crispy, the crispiest of bougie of the plant gods. Yo, you, you coming up to an event that you're supposed to be styled in? Be styled. No one's going to. If it, anyone's judging you, they got to judge the whole event. because that's what I, it's
4: about. I thought Q's idea for just like some white low top forces, you and Q talking about that? Yeah. A brilliant idea. Like, why don't you just do that?
1: Yo, he could have just got some forces, gotten customized, and being like, hey, I pay people within our community to do this. But that is going to have to go on for another day. This has been your morning drip. I am your host, Ronan Rock. Eweezy is not in the building, but he's here in spirit. Shout out. Our homie, Laquita, for doing the Afro Village and coming on the show and talking about it for so long with us. Let me finish it up in this camera. Once again, you can make sure to check us out at yourmorningdrip.com. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Same thing if you're watching this on Twitch. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on in the comments and what you want to hear next. We out of here. Peace.